Great to have you join me today. I trust your week's been going all right. I managed to get out for a bit of golf last week, and I've got a new prayer that I've added to my prayer list that they would make a ball that would go straight. See, I reckon I hit the ball straight, but somehow it never goes to the desired destination. Thankfully, there's no record of this game in heaven. But hey, it was good to get out, <laughs> relax, enjoy, especially at these challenging times. But hey, I've got a message that on my heart today that I feel God's put upon my spirit to share with you that I think is really, really going to help you. So let me just pray, tune in, and let's receive what the Spirit would say. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are with us and every person that's tuned on online. And Lord, I know you want to do a powerful work of your Holy Spirit in the life of every person that's watching this program today. Lord, we're asking once again for not just information, but impartation, transformation that will, Lord, strengthen each and every one of us to handle the things that we are confronted with in these difficult times. So Holy Spirit, have your way. Let your anointing, let your presence be rich. Let it be strong, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of the things that we're going to need, and we need, especially through this time, this pandemic, but all through life, is one word, and I call it endurance. Endurance. And so my declaration for you through this message today is this. You will make it through. Did you get that? You will make it through to the great future that God has got for you. I just looked up the word endurance for a bit of a definition, and this is what it said, the ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult situation without giving way. You have to outlast your struggles. I want to say that again. You have to and you can outlast your struggles. You've heard me say it before. Every storm runs out of rain. I've never seen a storm, have you, that didn't run out of rain. Your storm will run out of rain. So just hang in there, endure, and God will get you through. There's a great scripture on this, and Hebrews 12, verse 1, which says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So the Christian race, a life, is really likened to a race. It's not really a sprint. Well, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And with a marathon, the key is you just got to keep going. You got to push through the pain barriers, the weariness barriers, and get through to the end. And so it's possible in this race to become weary, disheartened, and even want to give up. Can I say, if you're feeling that way, it's okay. God understands. Hey, Jesus got weary at times. I understand. It's a challenging time, and all of us are going to have seasons, days, weeks maybe, <laughs> where we do get downhearted and begin to lose our courage. But I feel this message is specifically for some of you that really need to hear it right now, today, as you're tuned in to this message. There's another verse of Scripture, 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. 
I just like to turn to scriptures because it, it grounds everything we talk about with biblical truth. It's foundational, you know, so we're not just sort of talking my own theories or ideas or thoughts, but this brings out what Christianity is really like. Now listen to 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. You may not like it, but we need to understand it. It says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus. So this book says, you're a soldier. I'm a soldier. We're scripted to fight in this battle. And the word says there are going to be times we're just going to have to endure hardship. I read this amazing quote by the great military genius, Napoleon. He said something that just got my attention. These are his words. The first virtue in a soldier is the endurance of fatigue. Courage is only the second virtue. Wow. The endurance of fatigue. I reckon young mothers with little kids know all about that. They wake up two or three times during the night. Mum's just got to keep going. Tired, worn out, weary. I sometimes wonder how they do it. The endurance of fatigue. But I think all of us, at different seasons in our lives, we need the endurance of fatigue. But hey, my message for you today is this. You will make it through. Receive that into your spirit and into your mind today. So think about a train. (laughs) You've all been on trains, and you go through these dark tunnels. And, you know, there's some very long, dark tunnels around the world. So, you, you know, when you're in the middle of that dark tunnel, you don't panic. The last thing you're going to do is jump off the train because you are done. (laughs) What are you going to do? You're going to trust the driver. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Guess what? The train of life that you're on, your driver is God himself. If there's any driver you can trust to get you through your dark tunnel, it is God himself. And his tunnels always come out, like all tunnels, into the light. Remember what we've been saying? God leads us into tunnels, not caves. Tunnels have light at the end. There's light at the end of your tunnel, and God is going to get you to that place. So I want us to look now at some key ways of how we can endure. And I hope these are going to help you. I trust that some of them are a little bit different from what you might expect to be heard. But the first one is from Hebrews 12 verse 1, which said, you know, to remove every weight. Let us lay aside every weight. No runner. If you watch the Olympics <laughs> not long ago, you don't find any runner with a sack of potatoes <laughs> or, you know, a bag of some weights or carrying some weights in his head, you just don't see that. You'd think, man, how dumb is that? So, hey, we're in a race. We've got to just be careful that let's get of any weights that may be slowing us down, that may be causing us to have to endure even harder than we need to. Here's a quote for you. If you want to fly, you, got to, you have to let go or give up the stuff that weighs you down. Now, I read about these big ships. Apparently, when they travel the big oceans, they accumulate a lot of junk under the waterline. Now, no one can see it, but an experienced captain, he can feel the drag, and the, the boat's lacking the oomph. To remove that junk under that boat is extremely hard work. But once it's done, the boat regains its speed. Here's my point. You and I, include me, we need to check under the waterline of our lives. Have we accumulated some junk that's just wearing us down? It's making it harder to run this race. What what could those things be? Look, look, 
Maybe it's uh, unforgiveness. <laughs> Maybe it's too much social media, watching things you shouldn't be watching. Could be unforgiveness. Could be bitterness. <laughs> could be laziness. I'm guilty of that at times. Hey, look, could be some sin. Anything. Now, here's the point. Listen carefully. If God shows you something, rejoice. <laughs> Celebrate. Why? Because as you get rid of it, you're going to enter into a greater freedom. You're going to go into uh, enjoy your life a whole lot more. It's going to be a blessing for you, and it's going to enable you to endure through whatever you may be facing and through the challenges of life. So let's just check under the waterline. Look, I know, and some of you listen to me and think, Pastor, this is a really tough time, and now you're asking me to check under the waterline. Look, this is for your own good. God can help you. He understands but why would you want to hold on to something that's dragging you down and slowing you down? So I think this is for our good and for our blessing. Here's a second one. And this is right from Scripture. Commit your life to 1 Corinthians 15, 58. You might say, well, what does that say? Let me read it to you. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable. So, okay, here's what I want you to do. Are you ready for this? Today, I want you to make a decision. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how great the pain, no matter how long the suffering, how dark the path, you're going to say, I will keep enduring. I will never quit. I will never give up. I will never stop serving God. Do you know that your life and my life, we're basically a result of the decisions we make. So if you make this decision deep in your heart, you will live according to your decision. And no matter how tough it gets, how difficult, you, you're just never going to give up. Even in your living for God or following Jesus, make that decision. God, doesn't matter what happens. I've made up my mind. There is no turning back. I will not quit. I will not give up. And that applies to any aspect or any area of our lives. Here's a scripture you might want to memorize. It's from the ESV, Colossians 1.11. Here it goes. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. You know what I like about that? Number one, God can strengthen you with all endurance and he can strengthen you with patience, but he can also help you to do it with joy. So this is not just, oh, no, man, I'm going to drag myself through life. It's going to be so hard, God. I'm going to be miserable until I get through it. No, no. My Bible says in the midst of your tunnel, in the midst of the darkness, there can be joy in your heart. This is the God we said. Remember, we've got a supernatural God, and he can give you supernatural strength, supernatural energy, supernatural joy, even in the midst of trial. You know, I'm always amazed at Paul. He suffered unbelievably. You know, he's a night and a day in the deep. He's persecuted. He's stoned 39 stripes many times. You know, he's whipped. He's beaten all kinds of stuff, hungry, you know, all that sort of stuff. Guess what? He speaks more about joy than anyone else. How can that be? Because he was in connection with the supernatural God. You know, your mind is a phenomenal key. Harry Dola. I heard this story about him, got pneumonic fever at the age of 17, became crippled, and he's in a wheelchair. One day he's reaching for his lunch on the table, and he falls off the wheelchair. He's on the floor, 
desperate. And he just feels that he is just completely useless. But a, a postman responds to his call, and he says something to Harry that said, Harry says these were the greatest words ever spoken to him. And the postman said, he said, Harry, you know, your body is crippled, but don't let your mind get crippled. Be strong in your mind. Be strong in your mind. So Harry decided to make some greeting cards with his painstakingly made them. And some of his good friends, probably family, bought some of the cards out of kindness. In time, he would sell 19,000 cards at one stage anyway, became a major manufacturer of greeting cards in the United States. He owned his own airplane and was an incredibly successful businessman. And even with his twisted fingers, he could play at a pipe organ that would move you to tears. Harry, Do Harry Dola, he understood the power of the mind. You see, God can give you the endurance that you need. And do you know, when you endure, and when you battle your way through these hard times, often, do you know what's going to happen? It releases or you discover the greatness that's in you. You go through scripture, Joseph and Moses and David, it's the trials that revealed their greatness, just like with Harry Dollar. I read the statement, don't give the devil any real estate in your mind. Don't get the devil any real estate in your mind. That's going to help you to endure through the most difficult of times. I hope you're doing all right. <laughs> I hope you're receiving a bit of joy, a bit of endurance, a bit of strength into your spirit and into your heart today. But here's the next point. Really, really simple one, but so important. It's a, it's a word of four simple letters H-E-L-P, help. Learn to say help. Please listen to this because we're, many of us are not very good at doing this. Research tells us there's, there's never been anxiety at the current level we have today. They did some research in the US, August 2020 to April 2021. They estimate anxiety rose by 41%. 41%. That word worry apparently in the biblical sense, actually meant to choke or to strangle. And I think with shutdown, lockdown, this pandemic, many people are feeling strangled, choked, almost loss of energy, like, you know, struggling to just keep going. Not everybody, but a lot of people like that. Antidepressants have never been prescribed faster. They say, and I can't prove this, that if you dig below the surface of people, Past the exterior, most people are struggling with some level of anxiety and depression. So if that is you, don't be too tough on yourself. This is around the globe. In fact, they say that right now there is, in America especially, but also I think anywhere, there's a, there's a pandemic of anxiety, suicide, and depression. So we've got more than one pandemic going, folks. Don't forget this. Yeah, I know there's Delta and there's COVID. That's a pandemic. It's a serious pandemic. But this is also an incredibly serious pandemic. Depression, suicide, anxiety. But there's hope. That's what I want to get to. And here's the hope. Ask for help. Silence when you need help does not protect you. Some people think, oh, I'll just keep it hidden away. No, no, that's not the way to go. One of the most basic ways to endure 
to get through a situation is to talk about it because some burdens are too great to carry. Look, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know what? I've had seasons in my life where I've had burdens too great to carry. And I, know, I knew that in myself. With God's help, I know God can help me a lot, but I needed more help than that. So I'd have to turn to people and say, hey, guys, this is more than I can cope. Please pray with me. Stand with me. Help me through this situation. Do you know that even Jesus was the most resilient person on the planet ever to walk the earth? Would you agree with me? I hope you do because I'm right in this case. I'm not always right. When I'm right in this case, even Jesus had to ask for help. Let me give you a paraphrased version, paraphrased version of Matthew 36, 28. My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Would some of you please stay with me? Would you help me? Amazing. This is Jesus himself saying these amazing, amazing words to us to ask for help at times when we need it. Can I just add a point here for you? Maybe write this down somewhere. Build relationships with safe people. Do you know why? There's coming a day you're going to need those people because you can't just talk to anybody. That's not wise. You need to build relationships. Safe, safe people. Do you have some safe people? Do you have one safe person that you know you can tell them anything and you know it's going to be okay? They're not going to judge you, not going to condemn you, not going to gossip about you. Hey, Maybe for some of you, that's, that's all you need to hear from this message. Forget the rest of it. Build a relationship with at least one safe person for the day when you might need them. So important. Okay, here's another thing. <laughs> Stay with me on this one. It's a bit different. Key to endure. There's a miracle in your feet. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a miracle in your feet. You know, we like to hear the Lord will fight for you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But that's not how it usually works. Yeah, sometimes that's true. But most times we actually have to get moving. We have to do something. So when the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, remember they got to the Red Sea? It wasn't to drown them. Can I hear you? Can you hear this? You're not going to drown. You may be facing a Red Sea. There's no way over, under, around, or whatever. You're not going to drown. But having said that, God was also not going to carry them <laughs> through the Red Sea to the other side. No, they had to walk. The miracle, in a sense, was in their feet. Sometimes that's the way it is. Winston Churchill said something very powerful. He said, if you're going through hell which you are, and I've been there, believe me, keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't call it a day. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, I walk through the valley. Can you get that? I walk through the valley. You walk. How do you get through the valley? You walk through it. <laughs> you know, you, you can't. Look, there's no bus coming to pick you up. There's no taxi, there's no train, there's no aircraft. You have to walk because there's a miracle in your feet. And if you keep on walking through, friends, you will make it to the other side. One of the biggest dangers you and I face is we just want to stop. 
We want to camp in the valley. We want to build a house in the valley. I don't know. We want to somehow get a sleeping bag out. No, no, no. Don't stop in the valley. Keep walking. You will make it through. God will help you get to the other side. That is the God that we love and the God that we serve. And keep in mind, you only have to get through one day at a time. Okay, another point here. In the days leading up to the war in Germany, World War II, they made these posters that were to encourage the soldiers and everybody just to, you know, hang in there and all the rest of it. There's one poster. They printed two and a half million copies, but it was actually never distributed. But it was discovered 60 years later, and it became a really, really popular poster. Some of you will have heard of it, and it's called Keep Calm and Carry On. If there was ever a word, I think, we need in this pandemic, in the lockdown or whatever level you're at, it's keep calm and carry on. What does that mean? Don't panic. Don't make any rushed decisions. Don't make massive changes to your lifestyle or what's happening in your situation. Don't give up. Don't listen to or believe everything that you hear. Come on, I want to speak that to you right now. Keep calm and carry on. Say it again. Keep calm. Carry on. No panic decisions. Do you know why? Because the narratives are going to change. Things are going to change very, very quickly. And the decision, you make a decision today based on some facts that are going to be different in a week's time or a month's time or six months' time. You're going to think, oh, man, if only I had waited kept calm and just carried on. You know, God knew exactly what you're facing today. He knew you'd be facing it. And he's got it all mapped out. He's got it all in control. And he will get you to the other side to fulfill his plan for your life if you will keep calm and carry on. I want to give you one couple of last thoughts here. Is we can endure knowing that God's eye is forever upon us. Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. In the deepest sense in which I can say this, God has everything under control for your life. Nothing is surer. Nothing is truer. That's the good book, friends. And I want to say to you that Jesus, the Bible says, knows his sheep by name. He knows your name. Yep, you. He knows me, he knows you, and he calls you by name. And I believe this, and I know it's true, that you as an individual, there's no insignificant Christians, there's no unknown Christians, you as an individual, God knows you by name, and you have the full attention of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, every moment and every day of your life. I hope that encourages you. You are God's special child. You are his favorite son and his favorite daughter, as am I, as we all are. My last thought is this. God is consistent. What does that mean? Has God helped you in the past? He sure has. He's going to help you now. He's going to help you in the future. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is consistent. People, no, no, they're not consistent. (laughs) Kids aren't consistent. Parents aren't consistent. I'm not consistent as a leader. But God is consistent. He doesn't change. He's ready to help you as he has always helped you 
in the past. In 1 Samuel 7 verse 12, it, there's Ebenezer, that word Ebenezer, some of you will know it, was a name of a stone memorializing God's past help. Every Christian should live by the Ebenezer principle. What is that? It means you remember, recall how God has helped you in the past. And because he's constant, he will now help you in your present situation and he'll help you in the future. Here's a great verse for you that I want to read to you. Receive it into your heart. Psalm 91, 14 to 15. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. Got that? He's going to rescue him. I will protect him. He's going to protect you. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God is with you at your side right now. And here we go. I will deliver him and honor him. Hey, it's always good to be able to say, I have finished. Whether it's some studies, it's a project, but most of all, our calling in God, our walk with him. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And that greatest achievement of all time took tremendous endurance. That's the example Jesus gives us. He endured all the way to the cross, and he did it just for you and just for me. 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, I declare over you and over me, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I have kept the faith. With God's help, you and I can endure through to the end, finish our course, run our race, keep the faith. You will make it through.